On today's episode of Locked On NHL, trades, trades, and more trades. Defensemen, snipers, everybody is going. But where are they going? We will talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Silly season is upon us once again in NHL, uh, a regular season hockey. There's always some silly season in the offseason as well, but trade talks are heating up in the NHL. We already saw one happen last week, but we're going to see some more probably this week as there's been some trade rumors, players coming out of the lineup. Dane, what are you making of all this random stuff this weekend on what was supposed to be a pretty low-key weekend around the sports world yeah yeah it's uh it's been an interesting week with uh, i mean vladimir tarasenko gets traded on nba trade deadline day so it's my twitter timeline is all nba news and then out of nowhere it's here's this i mean it's a pretty big deal that he goes to a team like the rangers and and then you know we get close to the super bowl on sunday and you start hearing that jacob chicken's gonna miss some games not because of injury but because of trade related reasons but here we are and he's still a member of the coyotes so Silly season indeed. Yeah, no kidding. And and you mentioned Jacob Chikrin. That is where we're going to start our show today. As Jacob Chikrin has been pulled out of lineup. And as you mentioned, a weird kind of announcement is Chikrin will be sitting out straight from the Coyotes PR due to trade-related reasons. We'll talk about that in just a second. But also on today's episode, another defenseman might be on the way out of San Jose. And that is Eric Carlson. A lot of chatter around Eric Carlson, where he will go. We will talk about him a later, a little later on. And to wrap up, Dane also mentioned this move, but Vladimir Tarasenko. We talked a lot about Tarasenko and the St. Louis Blues on Locked On NHL, the Western Conference Tuesday edition. And finally, the move was made. So what is the return for Tarasenko? Why? Is Patrick Kane upset about it all? We will talk about all that and so much more on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. All right, enough jibber-jabber. Let's get into the chatter around Jacob Chikrin. As once again, he was is now out of the lineup. He's played his final game as a Arizona Coyote or as an Arizona Coyote. First of all, Dane, I'm just going to let's get out of the way here. Where is Jacob Chikrin going? I've heard a few rumors for locations, but I think the one that makes the most sense and one that I think would be very, very interesting interesting is Los Angeles. Uh, I know that they're kind of looking to round out the the team there. They've got obviously one of the best offenses in the NHL, but the defense and the goaltending at times can be a little bit flaky. So adding a guy like Chikrin that can contribute on both sides of the ice while also, you know, trying to, to maybe get something else as well, I think would go a long way for the Kings. And they certainly have, I think the pieces to send back to Arizona not super familiar with their prospects, but I know that they, I have to imagine they have some pretty good ones given how good they've been over the past few years. They also have 
I mean, a first round pick, a second round pick in the third round, they have their own draft pick and Pittsburgh is, it says on cap friendly. So they have picks to send back to Arizona. And I've, I've heard so, some rumblings, nothing too major, but I've even heard that there could be a potential move from the Kings to not only get Chikrin out of the deal, but maybe also get uh Karel Vizmelka out of the deal as well. We talk mm. about the lack of goaltending. So I mean, the, the Coyotes, I, I mean, we, we all know what they are this season. They're, they're going to finish near the bottom of the standings. And Vishmelka has been a great goalie. Chikrin, although he hasn't played much lately, we know what he's capable of. I, I think that team makes the most sense in Los Angeles. Who knows if that's going to happen? Because it's been, what, four or five days now that we've seen him <laughs> miss games. And, you know, we're, we're just speculating at this point. Where is he going to go? And when is this move officially going to happen? When's it going to be made official? Genuinely, it's it, this trade could happen as we are recording. It, it seemed like it was imminent from Saturday, and it's been anything but so far. But I want to mention Jacob Chikrin, or at least to the Los Angeles Kings, makes uh, it does make sense. I think the Kings would be a fantastic hockey team if they would be able to add Jacob Chikrin a, at this deadline. However, you mentioned the prospects, and it sounds like this deal has hit a bit of a snag. And it could come down to some of the prospects that could be going the other way, specifically Brant Clark. I've heard some rumbling saying that he is a, a part of the deal. He isn't a part of the deal, this, that, and the other thing. I'll be the one to say it. I think Brant Clark is severely overrated. If I'm the Los Angeles Kings, I give him up immediately in a Jacob Chikrin deal. He is a defensive liability. He's basically a glorified forward who can skate backwards every once in a while. I, again, I, I think he's a fantastic prospect. I think he's going to be a great offensive talent, but he's a defenseman. So if I'm the Los Angeles Kings, I know he's a high draft pick. He has a lot of lore around him, but I'm going to be, I'll be the party pooper and I'll be the one to say, I think he has a lot of work to do still in his own z- and, and that could be the downfall of uh, Brant Clark in the NHL. Still, I think he is uh, an elite talent offensively, but uh, there are better prospects, I think, in the uh, Kings organization, one name being Alex Turcotte. I think that would be a nice little ad for the Arizona Coyotes, getting Turcotte, playing him with Clayton Keller, a whole bunch of other American talents they have in uh, Arizona. Dane, the the price right now for Jacob Chikrin seems to be uh, a pick, a prospect, and a player kind of similar to um, uh, Bo Horvat, but they're probably going to try and push for an extra pick. It sounds like the Arizona Coyotes are also willing to eat up some of that $4.6 million contract. If you're a team like the Edmonton Oilers, who I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time we talk about the Oilers on the show, If you're a team like the Edmonton Oilers who are strapped for cap and you hear the Arizona Coyotes are willing to potentially eat salary, are you maybe going, hmm, maybe we pick up this phone again or? Uh, Maybe. I know that with Chikrin comes a little bit of injury concern as well, whereas a guy, yeah, I mean, Carlson is, I think, numbers wise and what you're going to get production wise, which I guess it's a little bit of a spoiler of what we're going to talk about later, but... (laughs) I mean, I think it's certainly worth considering that you could get a guy like Chikrin who, best case scenario, finds a little bit of a spark and, and you know, gets that fresh start in Edmonton and 
picks up those big numbers and contributes to what's already a pretty lethal offense. And you can do it for, I mean, way less money because what his cap hits around $4 million, I believe, whereas Carlson's is 11.5 million or something ridiculous like that. (laughs) So, I mean, I think it's worth looking into, especially if there appears to be some sort of snag uh, between the Kings and the Coyotes. If Edmonton has something else to offer that might, you know, seem a little bit better, they also might not want to take a goalie. I think Edmonton's a little bit better set in goal than Los Angeles. So mm. I think Edmonton could could potentially have a little bit of a sweeter deal to offer. But who knows what what what's going to happen with the the Kings and the Coyotes. And it's funny you mention it. I'm I'm updating Twitter every you know, every, every little bit here, just in case a move does go down. So we don't, we don't get to the end of the recording and say, Oh, we missed it. Uh, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll know if something goes down. Cause I've been waiting for it just like you and just like everyone else waiting for this deal, whether it's Los Angeles, Edmonton or somewhere else waiting for the, the deal to go final. And may I, I just, uh, I, I mentioned Edmonton's name because they're a, a notably cap strapped team. When you hear something like that, it just makes sense. It, it could be a whole, another team in general, Toronto as well. I was, I just think that if you're a team who's strapped for cap, that could be a, a real thing to go after now, all of a sudden. Uh, I do just to wrap up on this, uh, on, on Jacob Chikrin. Jacob Chikrin's advanced stats are whoever's going to acquire Jacob Chikrin is going to be acquiring a future number one defenseman. If he's not already, I love Jacob Chikrin. His offensive work rate is fantastic. His defensive work rate is fantastic as well. I think he's very underrated in his own end. And you take a look at some of the percentiles that he sits in. This is from uh, The Athletic. They have this great piece around going uh, about uh, player cards and talks about all their advanced stats. He is in the 100th percentile when it comes to goals amongst defensemen, 97th percentile when it comes to assists amongst defensemen, and 99th when it comes to points. That means he is better than 197 and 99% of the NHL. He also sits with a Jizz VA. So this is basically like wins above replacement, but in hockey, his GSVA sits at 1.6 with the ability to get up to 2.9. So basically saying Jacob Chikrin is winning this lottery team $1.6 million or 1.6 games and two point and could get up to almost three games for this merely awful hockey team. So he is a very valuable player. And imagine adding three more wins to a team who is fighting for a playoff spot. Going to be a big addition for anybody in the NHL. Speaking of massive additions, how about the odds on favorite? And let's just put his name on the Norris trophy already. Eric Carlson as he leads all defensemen in points and is tied for assists in the NHL this year. But it sounds like there may be another interesting team poking around Eric Carlson once again. Who is it? And could it work? We will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1. 
thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it is safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained and speaking of threes drained dane you mentioned the nba uh trade deadline what was your favorite trade from the nba trade deadline there there's a lot of good ones and it's hard for me to say uh you know, that it wasn't Kyrie Irving coming to Dallas because him playing with Luka Doncic is, it's been unbelievable. They ha- they haven't won together yet, but they, they've they put on a show quite a few times. So uh, at least from an offensive standpoint, th- those those two together, that's been one of my favorite deals. On the other end, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Durant going to the Suns because that terrifies me in the playoffs. <laughs> Wow, the Mavs fan talking about Kyrie Irving. Shocking. Right, no, right. Hey, me personally, Eric Turner to the Clippers. Uh, but speaking <laughs> of those Clippers, uh, the Clippers are going up against the Golden State Warriors tonight, which is a big game. And they're currently the favorites to win this game. I am shocked by this. They are minus 360 favorites to win this game as the uh, Golden State Warriors coming in at plus 290 underdogs. Now, listen, I'm a Clippers fan, and but I do normally try to chase the sauce. I'm not going to say cheer against the Clippers, but maybe the lines on FanDuel are more friendly to a non-Clippers fan. Either way, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out on the chance to get your fr- no-sweat First bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Alrighty, Dane. We entered this season not really knowing just really the state of the San Jose Sharks. We knew it wasn't going to be great. But we didn't, maybe we thought it was going to be this bad. But the dismantling of the San Jose Sharks is going to happen very, very, very soon. And it seems like with the news of Jacob Chikrin possibly being on the move, it's accelerated the timeline for players like Eric Carlson, Vladislav Gavrikov. We can go on and on. But more specifically, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson will probably be, if he is traded, the most notable name that is moved at the deadline. He comes with an $11.5 million cap hit, but it sounds like the team who has the least amount of cap space in all the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers, have been poking around San Jose for the second time this season Wondering if Carlson is available. Well, we all know he is available, but what it would take for the Oilers to get Eric Carlson. Dane, I'll come to you with the first question here. Can this work? It, it It's much easier said than done because I, yeah. I don't think it's too much of a, a mystery that San Jose has shown that they are not necessarily willing to retain a ton of the cap. I imagine they'll have to retain some of it if a deal goes down, but I know I... I I've seen several reports that they don't, they're not interested in retaining 50%, but I I mean, it's such a big cap hit. Like we said earlier, $11.5 million. And at least from the Edmonton perspective, it's, 
again, you have to give up so much for a guy that certainly is worth it. If this deal goes through, you have three players in the top five in points this season in McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Carlson. But you're also probably giving up maybe two or three other guys on the roster, guys like Jesse Pugliarvi, who I know has been rumored to be, be a potential trade piece for the Oilers. And there, I mean, there's several other guys as well, even Tyson Berry, maybe even. I mean, you have to give up several different NHL level players, likely a prospect, maybe, you know, maybe a couple draft picks. I know Edmonton has their first three picks in the draft of this season and some later round picks uh, through the 2023 draft. If not just for Edmonton, I know that's kind of the, the hot team to talk about right now. I think it very well could happen. I think the Oilers, given the state that they're in, where they're competing for their playoff lives at the moment, kind of teetering in that area of wildcard team, but also in the, in the top three in their division, I think if they can find a way to make this move, but also still have that, that lethal offense and that roster that can compete in the postseason, I think they'll make it happen. Because at some point, I mean, you still have McDavid and Dreisaitl under the age of 30. And Carlson, this might be his last, his best last year. Even if it's just a rental, I, I feel like it would, I don't know. And maybe you feel differently about this. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. If you have a chance to go all in like this, I think this would be a, a great season to do so and add a defenseman to round out the talents that you have on offense. Because it isn't just McDavid and Dreisaitl. Zach Hyman's playing well. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Evander Kane. I, I mean, the, the pieces are there for this to be a, a team that you don't want to see on the schedule come playoff time. And adding Carlson to that mix w- would make it even more so. I, I, you you bring up the great point, and that was almost exactly where I was going to start off with this, is that the Edmonton Oilers need to take a swing here. You got Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and there's a window that is wide open for the Edmonton Oilers to crawl through and cause a little bit of a disturbance in the house of the National Hockey League, as they should. And if the Edmonton Oilers were to make this deal, there would be a an absolute memo to the entire league saying we are going for it. And it is up to you to beat us. It's not us. Who's going to lose this. It is. You have to beat us. You have to be better than us. And how are you going to do that? When the Edmonton Oilers have five count at five of the top 15 point getters in the NHL this year. Could you imagine stepping out in overtime as the Edmonton Oilers pull out Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Eric Carlson? Ah, excuse me? I mean, at that point, you're just going to go, just take the face off. Uh, We're going to take, just get off. We're going to, that warm up the bus. We're leaving. We got our point. Like that, that, all those thoughts for the other team has to be appealing for the Edmonton Oilers just in themselves there. But it sounds like the Edmonton Oilers, and this is where it's kind of accelerating too, is the Edmonton Oilers star players, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins have been vocal in the fact that they want a defenseman who can move the puck. Not a guy who's going to bang it off the boards, out, whatever. They want somebody who can move the puck. That is coming directly from the top players on the Edmonton Oilers. Last time the Edmonton Oilers' top players and leadership group was asking for a player to be traded to the Oilers, it was Duncan Keith. And since Duncan Keith's retirement, the Edmonton Oilers' defense hasn't been the same. Dane, 
if this deal were to be made, we talk about making the money work and we'll talk about making the money work in a second here. But if this were to be done and the Edmonton Oilers acquire Eric Carlson, does that not block the way for a guy? Here's the first part, like Evan Bouchard and B, would you include Evan Bouchard in a deal like this? I feel like you probably have to just again because of the magnitude of the deal. But I mean, I think it's again kind of the 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 high risk, high reward. You know, you add a guy like Carlson, and again, you you talk about adding it to to the already what did you say five in the top fifteen in points scored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, and this is a question I think, you know, that I've been asking even from a star's perspective for potential different trades of, you know, is it worth adding a Patrick Kane who, I mean, it's a completely different situation with Patrick Kane, but you know, if anyone is fantasizing about adding a big player to your team, whether it's the Oilers, the stars, the devils, I mean, a lot of different teams are kind of in this situation with multiple different stars around the league. Is it with adding this star player in in return, you're probably you're maybe giving up draft picks, elite prospects. Is it worth potentially selling your future for the chance at maybe winning a Stanley Cup now? And it's it's tricky. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, no matter how you slice it. Because if it works, then great. But if it doesn't work, then then you've kind of stung yourself. So it's I, one of those questions where I could see the answer kind of going either way. Mm. And. I mean, again, I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer. It's going to, I think the answer is going to vary depending on who you ask and what each fan or people who care about these teams, what they value the most uh, in, mm-hmm. in their teams and where they stand. A hundred percent. And uh, the thing I think with Edmonton, uh, actually not, I think the thing I know about Edmonton is that as long as you win a Stanley Cup, Oilers fans don't care. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they don't care. That That is the biggest thing. If the Edmonton Oilers win a cup, it could, uh, the Oilers could have traded for Uso Valamaki and they would put <laughs> him on a pedestal. Like it, it doesn't matter uh, the, as long as it's the cup. So uh, there you go. There, there's uh, it, Again, you can, the answer changes depending on you ask on who you ask. A hundred percent. Two things before, or one thing before we get into the money, and then we'll move on. The first thing being the, or yeah, the first thing being the Oilers defensemen in their uh, organization right now is much better than what people imagine. So you see the likes of Vinny DeHarnay starting to have his year. Right now, he fought Arbor Jacki just on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. And right now, Jacki is injured after fighting this big six foot seven guy. Fair enough, I would be hurt too. But <laughs> now you have a guy like Michael Kesselring who is down in the AHL, who is leading all AHL defensemen in goals. He is having a fantastic year. You have guys like Phil Kemp who are also down there, really putting in work. Uh, you have guys like Luca Munzenberger in the uh, college circuit right now. The Oilers have some defensemen who are kind of circling around that can really help the Oilers and do stuff that Eric Carlson doesn't do. So maybe that that kind of works in their hands and the ability to give up an Evan Bouchard. Finally, obviously, the money. The money is big, $11.5 million. Everybody says, well, you can't do it. Hey, how about this? 
a three-team deal. We talked about the NBA trade deadline, how many three-team and four-team deals we saw over the NBA deadline. I'm not saying you get four teams into this and you you have an absolute blast with all your players here, but... (laughs) You need somebody, especially if you're the Edmonton Oilers, to broker this deal. And yes, that means the Oilers are going to have to give up probably a second round pick to that team or a first round pick, whatever, to that team who does end up taking a percentage of that money. Either way, if the Edmonton Oilers are able to even knock down 20% of that deal, you're still paying what? Six million, eight million dollars on that deal. If you're an NHL team, you're are you not going to take Eric Carlson on a seven to eight million dollar deal? Oh, yeah, okay. How about you get uh, the San Jose Sharks to eat up 20%, which is only two more from the 18. They say, Oh, you're gonna have to really twist our arm to take. If you get 20% from them and 15% from another team or even another 20%, that still bumps it down to almost six five million dollars. Well, five and a half to six million dollars. That is a lot of money to take off. I think if you're the Edmonton Oilers, there's no reason that this is coming up for a team like the Oilers if they don't believe that this is doable. So do you think that we can see just wrap up on Carlson? Do you think this will be a three-team deal? I think it's going to be a three-team deal, but nobody's talking about that. Yeah, I think very could. And honestly, and I mean, I think a lot of people might not be because it's always hard to project or at least in my eyes just because it makes it so much more complicated and so it's hard i think to you know nail down a team that you think could be involved in that but yeah i think logistically it would make the most sense for there to be a third party involved again because he costs so much money uh, which is just crazy looking back to when he you know signed that contract I, i i don't remember exactly when it was but it's just crazy that i mean he's worth that much and i feel like this is the first season in san jose that carlson has lived up to that billing and and now I guess the Sharks have just, you know, it's kind of fortuitous for them that they could get a pretty healthy return in terms of picks, prospects, what have you, and, and be pretty well set up for the future, potentially. In 2019, Eric Carlson signed an eight-year, $92 million contract. And in 2023, we are here talking about how they can possibly move that contract. What a weird time in the NHL. Silly season, (laughs) baby. We will talk about more silly season as uh, another trade was made last week. Vladimir Tarasenko, a guy that we talked about a lot on this show, was finally moved. But there's somebody in Chicago who's not happy. Happy. What is Patrick Kane thinking and where now will Patrick Kane go? We will put on our little predictor's hat and honestly, probably our therapist hat for Patrick Kane in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started using AG1 because I wanted to better my gut health, optimize my immune system, and do that in a way that didn't have to take so many pills at that time. That is exactly what I get with AG1. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your immune system, your nervous system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all of the things. 
all of the things, all while still being lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is all good for you. Plus, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, all while still tasting great and it costs less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit i would know either way athletic greens has over seven thousand five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it is just one scoop in a cup of water every day that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Dane, one of our favorite teams to talk about over the last couple of weeks has been the St. Louis Blues. And a lot of were, uh, the chatter that we were talking about was, are they going to crap or get off the pot? Are they going to get into the playoffs here? Or are they going to kind of blow it up, make all the moves we expect them to make and move on and recoup uh, a little bit of, of their losses? Not recoup their losses, but recoup some of the assets and move forward. And that is what we saw with the trade of Vladimir Tarasenko to the New York Rangers. It happened, like you said, on the NBA trade deadline day, which is perfect for us because that was a day after our show. But there's a guy in Chicago who's not very happy about it and is on the trade market right now. Patrick Kane. Dane, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with Tarasenko or do you want to start with Kane? Uh, we, we can start with Patrick Kane. I know we talked a little bit about him last week, and then we can close out and focus a little bit more on the on the return that the Blues got. But yeah, Patrick Kane, not necessarily pleased. Uh, an ESPN article that went up, uh, I guess, four days ago, um, had a quote from him. It just says, it's not like the happiest I've been to hear about a trade. So I, I had heard that he wasn't very happy, but that's the exact quote that, you know, Patrick Kane, who has been rumored, and we talked about last week, it was said that the Rangers and the Stars were kind of the the biggest teams potentially interested in his services. And it, it seems now that the, the Rangers are out of the race with only a little bit over a million dollars left in cap space. And you have to imagine that they like their team quite a bit now, the way that it's built with Tarasenko joining the likes of Zabanajad, Chris Kreider, uh, Artemi Panarin. And I, I can understand why Patrick Kane's a little bit upset because he used to play with our Timmy Panarin back in Chicago that I think there could have been some appeal there. Of course, Patrick Kane is from, I believe Buffalo, New York. So not New York yeah. city, but still, you know, his home state, lots of friends and family relatively close to where he would be playing and maybe potentially closing out his career. I, I feel like Kane may have just been a rental, but still it would have been, I think in his eyes, probably really fun to compete for a cup. I mean, I think this I know this is, it's an Eastern conference team, but I think the Rangers have a great chance to maybe make a second appearance in a row in the Eastern conference finals. Mm -hmm. and, and now it seems like that that's not really a possibility. So I can understand why he's upset, 
and, and I really am curious now where he wants to go because I mean not just the stars now but other teams have emerged I've seen the Golden Knights the Bruins I mean several teams you have to imagine would, would like to add Patrick Kane if he is in fact fully healthy there's been a few reports as well that he's you know kind of pushed to the side all the speculation of his injury and that he says he feels fine and, and so I, I can see he's in a tough spot because Chicago is all he's ever known if he was going to leave I think New York City would have made a ton of sense that seems to be eliminated now. And, and, and I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see what Kane does here over the next few weeks. I like your thinking around the Vegas Golden Knights. I really do. Uh, right now, Mark Stone is just on the injured reserve, just on the injured reserve. But if he was to put be put on the LTIR, it makes a lot of space for a guy who has a big contract and probably a team who is willing to eat up. Some have said contract. Imagine in a race that is going down to the skin of their teeth in the Pacific Division, adding, adding Patrick Kane, Eric Carlson as well, who could possibly be. Could you imagine this Pacific Division race down this Jacob Chikrin? Oh, I mean, yeah. Come on. Like, this is crazy. But yeah, I think it would be a fantastic ad for, for them because then imagine if Mark Stone were to come back for the playoffs. And then all of a sudden you got Stone, Kane, Marsha. So you can go on and on about all the players. Hey, Phil Kessel, Phil the Thrill Baby. I really like that move. If I'm Patrick Kane, Honestly, I kind of like that deal. You're playing out in Vegas. You're playing in a city that's much different than Chicago, but a, a team that is obviously in a playoff race, a team that is obviously playing meaningful hockey and a team that also has really good structure. I think that would really play into his hand considering he's not 100%. Patrick Kane by no means is 100% right now. And and genuinely, I'm shocked that he's playing. And some people have said that what he's playing through, they couldn't even play through. So uh, there, there's a lot that potentially could go into this. Let's move into the other side here. The return for uh, Vladimir Tarasenko now. The return for Tarasenko was a conditional 2023 uh, to 2023 first, excuse me, a 2024 fourth round pick. Sammy Blay and Hunter Skinner for Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikola. I'm not going to lie. That is not a good return for <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikola. It's just not. What do you make of this return for the St. Louis Blues here? Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I feel like the best part of the return for the Blues is that conditional first-round pick. I mean, the idea of having two first-round picks in a draft as loaded as, as this one coming up, mm -hmm. not too bad, especially if you're going to miss the playoffs. And I, I feel like St. Louis, I mean, I've... I, feel like definitely now they've kind of counting themselves out of the playoff race. You're going to be in the lottery. I can't imagine that their odds are going to be very high to get, you know, a top five pick, but still, I mean, picking in the top half of the draft, not, not, not too bad of a place to be on top of having a pick from the Rangers, but yeah, Sammy Blay, Hunter Skinner. I mean, I, maybe they will be fine players. Uh, again, we see, uh, especially with New York, I feel like we see players leave the Rangers organization the guys that maybe aren't very good or have underperformed, 
and they sometimes find new life. I know the Stars have had that experience with uh, defenseman Niels Lundqvist, who he hadn't played a ton of games with the Rangers, but just wasn't developing properly there. And now he's in Dallas and still is kind of a, a raw talent and developing, but he's shown some signs of improvement. So maybe moving from you know the big city in New York to St. Louis, which is a big city, but definitely not as much pressure. Maybe that that, that helps them there. But I mean, if I'm the Blues, I... I look to do more at this deadline. If, I, if I'm the St. Louis Blues, I'm shopping just about everybody that's not named Kairou or Thomas to see what you can get in return because they have so many UFAs uh, yeah. this offseason. Ryan O'Reilly's a UFA. Uh, Yvonne Barbashev, uh, Sammy Blaze. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, <laughs> Sammy Blaze's a UFA, but they're probably not going to shop him. I mean, so many different guys that, that are on expiring deals and you're already giving up a big piece of your leadership core in Tarasenko. Ryan O'Reilly's the captain, and I, I'm sure people would be sad to see him go. But if you can get more draft picks and maybe a, some bigger prospects out of that deal, I think it's worth it in the long run. Because even even if the Blues will, you know, say, "Oh, we're still competing for a playoff spot," we like they're not going to get there. And even if they do, if they somehow squeak into a wild card spot over either Alberta team, Colorado, Nashville, they're getting swept in the first round if they're playing Dallas or whoever the first team is, and. I mean, that's that's just what's going to happen. So bite the bullet, shop anyone not named Thomas or Cairo and see what you can get in return for the future. Here's a name. How about Colton Pareko? I, I, how about all these teams who are going after a puck moving defenseman? Yeah. Oh, if you don't get Chikrin, well, you got to go for Carlson. Well, if you don't get Carlson, you got to go for Gosses Bear. You know? How about a Stanley Cup champion? Huh? How about that guy? How about the guy who was uh, an absolute rock on the back end for a Stanley Cup winning team who is big, physical, can move the puck, can chip in on the uh, uh, score sheet as well? How about that guy? I don't know. I think he would be a very good uh, addition as well or to any team who is who is uh, chasing chasing down a Stanley Cup, really. Uh, another one for uh, Colton Pareko. But you mentioned Ryan O'Reilly and the return for Ryan O'Reilly, potentially for Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> and it just, it really bugs me, this, this return for, for Tarasenko. Hunter Skinner this year has played in the ECHL, 22 games in the ECHL, and eight games in the AHL so far this year with two points. Again, he's a defenseman, so you don't expect them to always be chipping in with points, but... Is he, I just, I, I think I get caught up with Hunter Skinner because there, if you're going to trade for a defenseman, how about a guy like Matthew Robertson or, or something like that? Like there are better prospects. Think of all the prospects that were swirling around when this trade was being rumored. Heck, you could even say, oh, are they getting Kako, Kravitzoff? Are they getting Lafreniere? Like there were a lot of different names. And then you saw Hunter Skinner and you went, oh, <laughs> and it just, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. I think it is a very, very, very bad move by the St. Louis Blues. And the fact that a conditional, conditional first round pick is the best asset in this. I think, unfortunately for the Blues, they lost this one. Either way, that is the, the deal. That is, that's the nature of trade season, silly season. We're only 17 days away. 
from the NHL trade deadline. March 3rd, that one's going to be a bet. I mean, listen to all these players we're talking about, Dane. <laughs> Carlson, Goss is bare chicken, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves is going to be on the move. Like, come on. Who'd, imagine telling somebody in 2019 this was going to be the trade deadline. Please. Well, either way, hopefully for the trade deadline, those players will be moving or this will all just be for fun. But, Dane, let's wrap it up there. Where can and the people find you. Yeah, and before I do that, I will say any upside for the Blues, Sammy Blay scored his first goal of the season in his first <laughs> game with St. Louis against the Arizona Coyotes. So maybe that change of scenery is really what he needs. But if people are interested in finding me and my work, you can always find me on social media uh, at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter at Locked on Stars on Twitter as well. If you're interested in anything Dallas Stars related, you can find uh, Locked on Stars on YouTube, your favorite podcasting platform. Actually, I just put out a, a really good episode with Ian over at Locked on Bruins. The Stars and Bruins playing tonight. Uh, one, of the, one of the best games on the schedule, the top of the East versus the top of the West. Should be pretty entertaining. So if you want to tune into that game and get caught up on everything you need to know, be sure to give that, a, give that episode a listen. Truck, yeah, Tim McGraw. That's what I'm talking about. For me personally, <laughs> you can find me at the real holding 40. That's on anything. I'm talking about Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm at the real holding 40. I even have this banger of a playlist on Spotify at the real holding 40 that is going to be perfect for your Valentine's Day date tonight. <laughs> Either way, you don't care about me, you care about the Oilers, and you can find Locked On Oilers on Twitter at Locked On Oilers. And you can also find us on YouTube. If you haven't already subscribed to Locked On Oilers there, what are you doing? It's the final week. I think I said this last week, but it's the final week of Yes, Employee RV's jersey being here. So uh, love you, Bison King. Either way, let's wrap up there. A lot of potential moves. Has Jacob Chikrin been moved yet? Somebody check on Jacob Chikrin. See you, everybody.